This is a public service announcement to not take breathing for granted. When you get sick, you will miss it. This is Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Julia. And I am Ross. It's January 14th, 2020. We are searching for a hospitable planet, but in the meantime, we have trivia questions about TV romances, crime and punishment, Abraham Lincoln, and James Bond movies, as well as a change one letter movie round. And as always, we'll be asking these trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. This week's intro was an untitled theme song from Mixmaster Dylan. Thank you, Dylan, for sending that in. You can check out his YouTube channel at DJR Pro. But, Julia, I think we're probably still looking for a permanent song. What do you think? Not as an insult to Mixmaster Dylan, because that was a masterpiece. But we just love all this user-created content that we're getting. So keep it coming. We love this. Yeah. So, Julia, you sound like you woke up with a cold. I'm guessing that that was Engineer Rachel's prank for us this week. But I'm looking at you, and you you only have one eyebrow this week. Wait. Oh my god, you do too. Wait, where are eyebrows? God damn it, I thought the cold was the prank. Oh, no. Engineer Rachel. No, I'm just genuinely sick. That's no fun. God, now we have the Sophie's choice. Do we shave off the other one so that we're like just straight up bald face? Or do we draw one back in with magic marker? Or do we just go halvesies? I was going to say one of us shaves off one of the other and then we just like share it every other hour so that one oh, of us legit. one of us will be complete every so Sweet. often get out your spirit gum spirit gum that what, what is that the, what is that it's the stuff that you affix face hair fake hair to your face with oh i didn't know it had a name like that yeah it's a it's an old actor's thing I am I am not an actor, nor am I old, so I would not know of these things. All right, all right, I get it. I'm so old. <laughs> Guys, sorry in advance for any coughing or sneezing I might be doing. I'm trying my best. We tried to figure out how we could edit out coughing from the podcast, but apparently our AI edits it back in every time. It really just likes tried. watching me suffer. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, Spock has also, I mean, he has been on a freaking tear this week. I don't I don't know if you've talked to him uh, since we got out of Can't our space. Can't say I have, no. Uh, he went to Las Vegas, hollow Las Vegas. How and why? Well, apparently cats love gambling. And so... Doesn't surprise me. Spock, okay. Spock was playing the one-armed kitties. Did, did he bet our souls? Oh, almost certainly. Great. And the oh. payout, I think, in, in Vegas is just like tuna, which comes just like flopping out of the machine. <laughs> so I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he was gambling with our souls. So does Spock like thereby own us? Are we just his like soul bitches? I think that's been clear since episode one of the podcast. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Why well, does he have both eyebrows? I don't Grr, know. Jealous. He, he's hanging around in zero G today. So as we record, he is just floating by. You may hear him eventually on one of these microphones. Julia, there's something on radar. 
Yeah, looks like another escape pod. How do we keep finding these guys? It's amazing because I thought we were completely alone in space, and yet this is like the 21st time we we are proven wrong every week. Uh, All right, performing the docking maneuver. I'm going to analyze the passenger manifest. Oh, and the airlock's already open. Well, our guest this week is a longtime performer at Comedy Works in Raleigh, North Carolina. Please welcome Chris Ayers. Hello. Hi, Chris. How are you today? I am very well. Chris, how is it that you came to be floating through space? Well, uh, the classic answer would be the uh, left turn at Albuquerque. Uh, however, I, I, I felt I needed to expand my horizons in a new decade and took it way too far, as usual. Uh, well, another thing you've taken way too far is you have three eyebrows today. One of them is a different color than the other two. It looks suspiciously like my hair color. It really does. Chris, have you been conspiring with our engineer or our podcat? Well, you know, I, I did sign an NDA with the podcat, but I will say he definitely hooked me up. Julia, this is this is bad news. Spock is finding our guests ahead of time before us. Also, he's lawyered up if he's got an NDA to give to our guests. Shit. Well, anyway, Chris, uh, <laughs> we're we're thrilled that you're here and not at all apprehensive about the fact that maybe you and Spock and Rachel are already friends. It's a uh, it's a complicated relationship, but uh, mutually beneficial. Well, Chris, tell us a little bit about what you've been up to recently. Uh, recently, you know, we've been uh, been uh, performing at Comedy Works uh, intermittently. You can check your local listings. Um, do they have listings for that? Really? They do have listings. I, I believe we are actually on the interwebs somewhere. All right. That only took, what, uh, two decades? <laughs> Something like that. Day. Something like that. But those who can't do complain about <laughs> When things get done, um, just uh, just kind of grooving along and uh, you know loving life, uh, hanging out, just uh, expanding my horizons. Right on. Does space have a horizon? Um, I'm not really good at math and or <laughs> physics, so I'm going to say yes. Okay, then it has been expanded. It has event horizons, which is something to do with some distance from a black hole. And a terrible Sam Neill movie. A terrible Sam Neill movie, <laughs> which uh, one of our former guests, Corey Brown, made me watch. And there's a scene where a dude eats his own arm. Mm. And I couldn't get that out of my head for weeks and weeks and weeks. Was it part of the plot or did he just feel like doing it? It was a little bit of both. <laughs> a little I, bit of both. I think it came out in that brief period in the, uh, in the late 90s when Lawrence Fishburne had like two movies out at the same time. Oh, yeah, he was gangbusters for that, that little <laughs> bit. Well, I'm man. It's the Fishburne sense. <laughs> I wish that every time an actor got big, it was just like they're the blank sense, like the Kiana sense. Oh, yeah. The Fishburne sense. The Spock sense. The Bushimi sense. Ah, Bushimi sense. That's hard to say, it but, hard it's, to say. but it's uh, it warms our souls. I oh, mean, I, I ended up watching a Steve Bushimi film that I had not seen in quite some time because it was on, I guess, Hulu. I watched Airheads. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Adam Sandler, the beginning of the Adam Sandler songs as well. With the Brendan Fraser movie. And <laughs> my feelings on Brendan Fraser are very well known. They were unchanged by that film. <laughs> but he was George of the Jungle. Unchanged by that oh film Oh my as well. god, that was him. 
holy so crap. Wait, you knew that Furry Vengeance was him, like, right off the top of your head, but George of the Jungle was not okay, that movie came, that movie came out when I was, like, four. Okay, fair enough. Full price, in the theater, loved it. <laughs> George of the Jungle. Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. Chris, here are the rules for today. We've provided you a pencil and paper. We're going to ask you some questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right. And our AI has developed a sense of humor. So in addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round. That's going to give our listeners a little bit of time to work on these questions while you're working. And then we'll loop back around, check in, and see how you did. Any questions for us? I think I got it. All right, here we go. All right. Question number one of round one, which is always our general trivia round. This decade has been full of internet challenges, and some were fun for a bit, and some made us question humanity. Name these concepts of viral challenges. Uh, 1A, and this will be three parts, so 1A, B, and C. 1A, in the Chubby Bunny Challenge, you say the title phrase with as many of these fluffy sweets in your mouth as possible. 1B, everyone was standing still to Black Beetles by Ray Sremond in this challenge named for these dummies. And 1C, eating a spoonful of this for a challenge could have led to throat irritations or even choking or dying. So, Julia, you said in the run-up to this question that uh, some of these challenges made us question humanity. What are some of the challenges on the Internet in the last decade that made you question humanity? Uh, typically 1C, because I was like, people are literally dying over this. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, what, what was the one where people were getting out of their car to dance? Oh, yeah. That one was yeah. fun. I guess that wasn't technically a challenge, was it? It was an Internet viral thing. Yeah. I would, I would consider that to be a challenge. Also, there's the, the ice bucket challenge. That didn't make you question humanity. That was a fundraiser for AI. Oh, no. I'm just listing them. That oh, okay. one didn't make me question yeah, anything. Okay. There was a voting for Trump. <laughs> that one made me question humanity. Chris, number two, it takes 80 feet of wire to make a single one of these classic bouncy children's toys. What is it? 80 whole feet of wire. That's like two of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three, before becoming president, Abraham Lincoln was champion of what sport? He had won 300 matches and lost only once. Uh, that is not vampire hunting, which was my initial answer. Also making me question humanity. Well, the problem is if you lose once at vampire hunting, your career is over. Unless you become a vampire who hunts other vampires. That, okay, good point. Good point. <laughs> if anything, it'd make you a stronger one. Good point. Number four, Chris, our favorite movie of 2019 was Frozen 2, and it's loosely based off of Nordic culture, so name these Norse gods. It's a three-part question. 4A, which god is depicted as king of the, the Norse gods? Yeah, just, <laughs> just the Norse god king. So, uh, 4B, god of light and purity. Who's that? And 4C, who is the goddess of the underworld? Ross, did you see Frozen 2? I did, 12 times. Because 12? It was, yeah, it was our favorite movie on the pod. So yeah, I saw it 12 times. Good, good answer. Do uh, not ask me any plot points at all, please. That is okay, because it didn't really have much plot. Oh, no, I'm kidding. It was a great movie. It was stunning. 
Uh, number five, nearly 60% of Switzerland's territory is in these mountains. Have you been to Switzerland, Julia? I have not. We should load up a hollow Switzerland trip. I would enjoy that. Um, also, one of my friends yesterday, she was talking about Mount Everest and she watched a documentary about climbing it. Yes. And she was like, I never quite understood why it was so hard. Like, why do more people do this? And she didn't realize that it's negative 30 degrees up at the top and that it's like super high. She's like, I just thought it was like a hill. Negative 30. We're in the we're in deep space. That's a sunny day for us. <laughs> this is true. Chris, question number six. I want you to name me the TV show. When I give you the romantic couple, and I've got three couples for you. So name the show they're from. 6A, Monica and Chandler. 6B, Jim and Pam. And 6C, Luke and Lorelai. Well, that's fun. A little TV romance never hurt anybody. No, not at all. I, you know what? Uh, we should next week rewrite this question to be, uh, these are the romances that were sort of happening before the real romance happened like uh you know who was monica dating before she was with chandler so monica and richard you know something like oh, that oh and like um, jim and uh jim and oh what was what was uh, what, rashida jones's character yeah name? well we'll karen? come back to it it was karen we'll it come back karen. to it all right so chris you've got to tell us the answers here's number one this decade was full of internet challenges some were a bit of fun some made us question humanity so name these viral challenges or tell us a little bit about them 1a in the chubby bunny challenge you say the title phrase with as many of these fluffy sweets in your mouth as possible uh that would be peeps oh we, we can take peeps i think the correct answer is marshmallow uh, but peeps is a kind, of marshmallow. A kind of marshmallow so, so i so think that's gonna, yeah, a delicious kind of that marshmallow. so chris just made it even more specific Yes. And sold product. <laughs> yes. Uh, peeps, sponsor us, please. 1B, everyone was standing still to Black Beetles by Ray Sremmerd in the challenge named for these dummies. Uh, I have Crash Test. Ooh. <laughs> that would be a whole different challenge. Uh, That's it, if that uh, dancing car one goes wrong. <laughs> it is the Mannequin Challenge. And 1C... Eating a spoonful of this for a challenge could have led to throat irritations or even choking. Uh, cocaine. <laughs> that is... Uh, Do you uh, eat cocaine? It, Am I just that uncool? It's, that's the internet challenge, Julia. <laughs> just eat a spoon of cocaine, Spoonful kids. of cocaine makes the day go by faster. <laughs> the answer we were looking for was the cinnamon challenge. Uh, number two, it takes 80 feet of wire to make a single one of these classic bouncy children's toys. Uh, would that be a corset? <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope not. Chris, what are you doing to children, I think, is the real question. Uh, that's where that NDA comes back into play. Spock. <laughs> the correct answer was slinky. Also, I don't know how, but Spock's hair is getting all over the keyboard of the AI, and he's not even here right now. I'm very confused at how it's getting up there. You know what? I think what is happening is he is shedding, and then he and Engineer Rachel vacuum it all up and release the contents of the vacuum into our half of so the pod. if we collect enough of his hair, can we each have eyebrows? Oh, we should. Let's do that. Uh, hopefully they'll vacuum up some spirit gum and send it <laughs> through very shortly. Or we choose some actual gum. All right, uh, number three. Before becoming president, Abraham Lincoln was a champion of what sport, having uh won 300 matches? Well, in my best Dusty Rhodes, he was a rathla. A rathla? That's a rathla. correct. 
That's worth 50 points for you. <coughs> Number four, Frozen 2, is loosely based off of Nordic culture. Name these Norse gods. 4A, the king of the Norse gods. Uh, that would be Odin. Correct. Odin. <coughs> yeah. 4B, the god of light and purity. Purex. <laughs> no. Also, we're taking Windex. <laughs> we were looking for Balder, because you know, bald people are light and pure. <laughs> I don't say that because I've lost most of my hair, but 4C, goddess of the underworld. Uh, Hela. Yes, correct. That is worth another 50 points. Uh, number five, nearly 60% of Switzerland's territory is in these mountains. Uh, would that be the Alps? Yes, it would be. Correct. Terrific, terrific. And number six, tell me the name of this television show by the romantic couple that I will give to you. 6A, Monica and Chandler. Ah, uh, that was Friends. Yes. Yep. 6B, Jim and Pam. The Office. And 6C, Luke and Lorelai. The Gilmore Girls. All correct. Very nice. At the end of one round, Julia, how is Chris doing? Uh, at round one, Chris has a ripe 400 points. Doing great. Chris also has children in corsets, which is negative 400 points. So Chris and has a spoonful of cocaine. <laughs> That's plus 400 points. Okay. <laughs> so, Chris, round two uh, may bother you somewhat when uh, you do your spoonfuls of cocaine because this is a crime mm. and punishment round. Are you ready? I am prepped and ready. Here's question number one. Hope that NDA comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. John Walsh hosted which television show? It ran for 25 seasons on Fox and in syndication and led to over a thousand arrests. Tell us the title of that show. All right. And number two, this is another multi-part question. Uh, this has four parts. Uh, so you can get caught if you leave behind fingerprints. So tell me the names of these parts of a fingerprint. Uh, 2A, McDonald's uses two golden ones of these in its advertising. 2B, you might find one of these on a roller coaster. 2C, this is the part of the Mississippi that lies between two rivers. And 2D, a wheel or pulley in a spindle. And I got to admit, Julia, when you started reading those, I was like, I'm pretty sure McDonald's doesn't use a part of a fingerprint. And then I realized these are clues. Yes, these are clues. Not the actual parts of the fingerprint. This is correct. It took me a while to get there. I'm going to be honest with you about that. Because I was like, man, I haven't seen the new McDonald's ads, I guess. They're really trying to revamp their style. It's not working. Which uh, also, we took a tour of a wedding venue kind of recently. Was it McDonald's? uh, It was close enough. First off, it was like... The pictures were very deceiving. It looked like a beautiful, expansive garden. It was like the size of our pod with uh, tw- being 20 feet from a Waffle House. And then the Grand Ballroom overlooked a McDonald's. You know, as bad as that sounds, the phrase 20 feet from a Waffle House is really kind of perfect for any wedding. I think it sounds awesome. <laughs> you got your catering taken care of. Oh, catered by Waffle House. Scattered, smothered, and covered with love. <laughs> I mean, I would go to that wedding. (laughs) Duly noted. (laughs) Number three. Name the following. Each of these terms consists of two words. And I've got four of them for you. 3A. The legal document empowering investigators to look through premises for evidence. 
3B is the reduction of charges in exchange for admitting guilt to a lesser offense. 3C, making false representations through the postal service to obtain an economic advantage. And 3D, killing someone with a car or truck. I guess technically maybe a boat as well. Oh, I don't know. Would that would that include international waters? I would think so. Ah. All right, and number four. I could hear myself getting like stuffier and stuffier as we're talking. Uh, number four. Which convicted Massachusetts felon went on a crime spree while furloughed and was later used by George Bush in his campaign against Michael Dukakis? Man, I still remember those ads. That, that was just wrong. I think I was born. Uh, you were, you I were was born after all this happened. Yeah, you were a fetus. Number five. Who wrote Crime and Punishment? And what was the name of that book's protagonist? Hitting you with the literary questions mm. now, Chris. <laughs> Checking your reading. Yeah. And lastly, number six. Which reggae band wrote the theme for the TV show Cops? And what's the name of that tune? An iconic tune. I think just about everybody has heard a bazillion times because Cops was on every channel all the time for about 15 years. <laughs> but is it as iconic as the George Lopez theme? I don't even know what the George Lopez theme it's is. It's Lowrider. Oh, is it? Do, 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 I don't think I've ever do, seen do, the George do, Lopez do. show. Oh, my God. I wonder how I missed that one. Uh, You didn't miss much. <laughs> Fair enough. Chris, question number one in our crime and punishment round. John Walsh hosted which television show that ran for 25 seasons on Fox and in syndication and led to over a thousand arrests? That would be America's Most Wanted. Correct. Uh, yeah. Spock has uh, determined that he would like to be on that show at some point, whether as host or as perpetrator of terrible crimes. Or he'd be on Catfished. Oh, he's definitely going to be on <laughs> Catfished. Because he was in Las Vegas getting them kitty fishes. You know what I'm saying? Kitty ah. <laughs> Number two. I just like your own reaction to your own bad pun. <laughs> Number two, you can get caught if you leave behind fingerprints. So tell me the names of these parts of a fingerprint. 2A, McDonald's uses two golden ones of these in its advertising. Uh, arches. Correct. 2B, you might find one of these on a roller coaster. Buke. But... <laughs> Yes, my favorite fingerprint. <laughs> that is a loop. And to see, this is the part of the Mississippi that lies between two rivers. It's the Isthmus. <laughs> that is the Delta. And 2D, a wheel or pulley in a spindle. Uh, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I would love to know the thought process that got <laughs> you to that one. Well, the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand yes. started a spiral that led to uh, World War One, which became a global conflict as opposed to a regional one. Sure. Uh, what does that have to do with a wheel or pulley and a spindle? Um, it can be visually <laughs> represented as things spinning out of control. Uh, I see. All right, good. I just I wanted to make sure that I understood where that one was coming from. Either that <laughs> or I'm just BSing completely. <laughs> what? All right, here's number three. 
Uh, name the following. Each term has two words. 3A, the legal document empowering investigators to look through premises for evidence. Uh, search warrant. Correct. Uh, 3B, a reduction of charges in exchange for admitting guilt for a lesser offense. Plea bargain. Yep. Uh, next is making false representations through the Postal Service to obtain an economic advantage. Uh, that would be Newman's Own, <laughs> named after the mailman from Seinfeld. <laughs> Newman. Yes, and all of the letters are just full of salad dressing. That's right. Uh, the correct answer is mail fraud. And 3D, killing someone with a car or truck or apparently boat. Uh, vehicular homicide. Yes, or vehicular manslaughter. Both would have been accepted. Would that also include with a pod? That technically Ooh. it would, except we're not on Earth, so Earth law doesn't apply. Woo, until we get to intergalactic Interpol. <laughs> Inter-Interpol? Inter-Interpol. <laughs> Number four, which convicted Massachusetts felon went on a crime spree while furloughed and was later used by George Bush in his campaign against Michael Dukakis. I am getting more stuffed. Sorry to all you ASMR fans out there. <laughs> I'm sure this is really doing it for you. Uh, Willie Horton. That is correct. Yes. Number five. Who wrote Crime and Punishment? Uh, Dostoevsky. That is correct. And what was the name of that book's protagonist? Boris Badenov. <laughs> <laughs> would it have been such a good book if that had been true. Uh, the correct answer is uh, Paul Blart. <laughs> Mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer that we were actually going to give you points for, though, would have been Raskolnikov. And number six, which reggae band wrote the theme for the TV show Cops? And what's the name of that tune? Uh, the band was Pot Be Good. <laughs> and the tune is Bad Boys. You got the tune right, but the band is Inner Circle. Oh, well. Their attitude is Pot Be Good. Pot Be Good. Yeah. After two rounds, Julia, what is the AI telling you that Chris's score is? Uh, you have doubled your score to a nice even 800. And 1,000 points is going to move us rapidly through space, Chris, so you are approaching that threshold or the event horizon. Uh, haha, see what I did Always there? wanted to meet Sam Neill. It seems like a really good time to let Julia go blow her nose. We'll be back with more trivia escape pod. God bless you. <laughs> We are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you like the show, help us out. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, Google Play. You can tell a friend to subscribe. Whatever it is that you do, you're helping us out, and we really appreciate it. You can also send us some theme music for the beginning of our episodes. So shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. We're back with Chris Ayers. Hello. Chris, you're a beautiful, beautiful man. Ah, uh, thank you so much. You've got 800 points. We're trying to get to 1,000, and it is time for us to do a change a letter movie round. Now, this is how this is going to work. We 
have got the titles of a bunch of movies that our AI has written plots for. And honestly, these plots seem very derivative of famous movies, and the titles, in fact, look like famous movies where only one letter has been changed. So we're going to read you the plot. You have to tell us the name of the movie that our artificial intelligence has written. Here's an example. A hiker gets his arm caught in a climbing accident, so he goes to a bar for a tremendous number of beers. What's the name of that movie? Uh, that would be uh, a 27 pours. 127 127. Yeah. There we go. All right. Good. So that'd be a good James Franco movie. <laughs> that is... I mean, I would have the pours before watching it. Well, the the, the, the Franco is uh, an, an intense experience. Um, All Francos are intense his, his brother kind of freaks me out. Talk to us about that. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. Dave is like... Um, Dave is a little brother, for those who don't know, um, and those who don't care. He's married to Alison Brie from Glow, which is what? I don't <laughs> understand that either. Um but while you you look at James and think this guy possibly would kill me, if you look at Dave when he smiles, you absolutely know he would kill you at some point. He has a very sort of serial killer, friendly serial killer vibe. A genial doofus, but is a serial killer. Do you know many serial killers? Um, I knew about three, but um, they like were just kind of low level. Well, you know... <laughs> You get around. College buddies. Yeah, you know, you got guys who go off to be doctors, and you know they're going to be doctors and lawyers. And, you know, there's always that one guy's like, yeah, he's he's going to kill people. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, in fact, you know, I think we used to work with one of those. I a- think so. Anyway. The, the good part about uh, sociopaths, though, is that they will buy you drinks. They, they absolutely, you know, they may kill you later, but they will buy you drinks. You know, I knew that, and I learned that by watching American Psycho. <laughs> that's right. where most of my serial killer knowledge comes from yes are we ready to start our movie round let's, let's do it. it all right number one uh sorry again for the stuffiness uh benjamin gates must follow clues across america to show his family he can exhibit the most basic accordance of logic Ooh, that sounds like all kinds of relatively boring intrigue <laughs> yes plot number two with their daughter away a family decides to skip Christmas altogether until she comes home and initiates a war of practical jokes. Number three. Lara Croft must push herself beyond her limits when she discovers the island where her uterus disappeared. <laughs> okay, would watch. <laughs> like shit there it is <laughs> get back in there <laughs> uh wow so um the name of that film is going to be hysterectomy island no wait <laughs> number four held captive for seven years in an enclosed space a woman and her young son finally gain their freedom and just wander around aimlessly for hours which, in fairness, if you held me captive for seven years, I would probably just wander around aimlessly because I'd be like, whoa, everything's so different. Honestly, yeah. Or that's just me if I spend too long in my office and I'm like, this is sunlight? This is what it feels like? Honestly, my, my I, office is landlocked. It doesn't I, have windows. I kind of feel the same way every time I go to a city that's like 45 minutes away because I'm like, 
you know, I've been there a million times, but then I go back and it's like, oh, I haven't been here in seven months. Well, that building didn't used to be there. <laughs> or like when I go back to UNC and I'm like, everything is different now. Yeah. I don't like this. This is a sandwich shop now instead of like a cookie shop. I don't know. Yes, you graduated 18 months ago. I did. Yes. And I'm already a cantankerous old lady. All right. Number five. With the help of a smooth talking tomcat, a family of Parisian nocturnal flyers try to make it back home after a kidnapping. I think everything is helped along by a smooth talking tomcat. Yeah. Yeah. If I could just like have like instead of an angel and a devil on my shoulders, if one of those could just be a smooth talking tomcat. What's funny is that Spock just floated right behind your shoulder. You're not smooth, Spock. Get out of here. pointed to devil. He was (laughs) over that shoulder. He is not smooth. Get out of here. (laughs) Number six, following the events of The Shining, Dan Torrance must protect a young girl from falling ice pellets with rain and snow. And number seven, a corporate defense attorney takes on an environmental lawsuit against a chemical company that has dogs that just won't shut up. I'm pretty sure Spock wrote that one. Pretty much all anti-dog humor on the podcast comes from him. Also pro-cat. Well, in fairness, I think uh, Engineer Rachel, since she's become such good friends with him, sometimes uh, does some of the pro-cat stuff. Number eight, an insomniac office worker and a devil-may-care soap maker form an underground group who constantly argue over being correct. I actually think that's just uh, men's rights activist forums. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, number nine. With his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man just wants some damn introvert time. That just that feels like pretty much uh, every marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Number 10. A lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system. Hold on. Wait a second. Yeah. Our ship's AI is now writing questions about lonely men falling in love with operating systems. Russ, I think it's coming on to you. Or or was it Dave? That it was, it, oh, Dave Mills in episode seven. It just misses Dave. It must. Well, an, a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to sew all of his clothes. Going back to number nine with it just being all marriages. I'm not even married yet. I'm already like, yep, that's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Uh, aside from the the media circus, yeah, that's that does <laughs> that does describe it. All right, Chris, let's find out how you did in our AI's change a letter movie round. Number one, Benjamin Gates must follow clues across America to show his family he can exhibit the most basic accordance of logic. Uh, would that be Rational Treasure? It is indeed. <laughs> can you imagine National Treasure has just been changed to like a bunch of math problems? <laughs> Can you believe Nicolas Cage could do a bunch of math problems? Um, I would never buy that. They'd have to recast him. Wait, actually, now that I think about it, like... They'd get, like, a math double instead of a stunt double? National Treasure with, like, math and word problems is basically just the Da Vinci Code, right? Mm, I thought you were going to say an escape room, but yes. (laughs) Number two, with their daughter away, a family decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home and initiate... A war of practical jokes. Well, my first answer was uh, 
my first thought was uh, another dang Christmas Tim Allen movie, but it is actually Christmas with the Pranks. Yes, which would star Tim Allen. It does. It he, is still another damn Tim Allen yes, movie. Yes, exactly. He which, is contractually obliged to be in all Christmas movies. I now. learned that Tim Allen was like the first time Disney openly hired an ex-con. He was arrested for a big cocaine bust in like 78. And his mugshot is like, ah. <laughs> he has like a mustache to sweep a floor. That's so interesting, because as cranky and conservative as, as he seems to be, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he'd had a spoonful of cocaine in the past. <laughs> a bucketful, maybe. <laughs> maybe more than a spoon. Mm. Uh, number three, Lara Croft must push herself beyond her limits when she discovers the island where her uterus disappeared. Uh, that would be Womb Raider. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> That's terrible. Number four, <laughs> held captive for seven years in an enclosed space, a woman and her young son finally gain their freedom and just wander around aimlessly for hours. Uh, would that be Roomba? <laughs> <laughs> right movie, wrong everything else. <laughs> We're looking for Rome. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. <coughs> But that's technically what the Roombas do. You don't get texts from your Roomba saying I'm stuck in a corner. Wait, that is actually a thing? You can set them up. Ah! Our Roomba never gets stuck in a corner because Spock is always riding it around in his shark costume. Yes. But yes, you can get messages from your Roomba if they're stuck in a corner. Uh, I think I just need that being like, help. <laughs> I'm lost. There was an episode recently of Modern Family where um, Cam and Mitchell basically both kind of have an emotional affair with their refrigerator and i just kind of feel like if your roomba can text you that's coming <laughs> that's coming or it just has like literally all the dirt on you it texts you blackmail <laughs> oh, okay that's terrible <laughs> number five with the help of a smooth talking tomcat a family of parisian nocturnal flyers try to make it back home after a kidnapping uh that would be the aristobats it is indeed Hey, when I talk with a French accent, I do not sound stuffed because it just sounds stuffed anyways. All right. So Julia's going to do the rest of the podcast in French. And, uh, and, after and, the angry backlash I got for my Elmo impression a couple episodes back, I think that's better for all of us. I not. Uh, it's fair. That was a bunch of incels on the internet who were really pissed about <laughs> your depiction of Elmo. <laughs> I know. I painted him in such a bad light. To, to keep relations with France, I will not do it in French accent as well. <laughs> France, sponsor us. <laughs> Give us an ad. Number six. (laughs) Following the events of The Shining, Dan Torrance must protect a young girl from falling ice pellets with rain and snow. Dr. Sleet. Correct. correct. Number seven. A corporate defense attorney takes on an environmental lawsuit against a chemical company that has dogs that won't shut up. Clearly it's Jurassic Bark. (laughs) Sadly, no. We're looking for Bark Waters. Oh, Number eight, an insomniac office worker and a devil-may-care soap maker form an underground group who constantly argue over being correct. Uh, This is the uh, only organization I would voluntarily join, Spite Club. Oh, unfortunately, that's two letters, so it's just Right Club. Number nine, uh, oh God, the stuffiness is back. I'm sorry, y'all. Go French, Uh, go French. With his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man just It's actually wants... not working. No, <laughs> he still sounds stuffed up. <laughs> that sounded even worse. With his wife's disappearance having become the focus of an intense media circus, a man just wants some damn introvert time. Uh, would that be Lone Girl? Yes, it is. 
And number 10, a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to sew all of his clothes. Uh, I have Panic in Needle Park. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer there was Hem. Oh. Uh, But the AI is flashing up that it would have accepted children in corsets. (laughs) So Eating spoonfuls of cocaine. Go figure. How is the AI telling you that Chris has done after our change a letter movie round? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, after round three, you have 1150. And that means that we are going to get to another quadrant of space based on those correct answers. But Chris, we are not done. We've got one more trivia question for you. It's a top 10 question. Mm. And in this round, we'll give you one question. It has 10 correct answers. We'll give you a few minutes to think about it. If you were to adjust for inflation... And look only at U.S. box office. What would be the 10 highest grossing James Bond movies? Each correct answer that you get will give you 100 points. That'll pad out the score some. <laughs> Julia, are you a James Bond fan? Uh, I appreciate that the franchise exists. I had think I've only seen like one of the movies. Really? Yeah, I think... I don't know. Uh, Do you remember who James Bond was? Was it Daniel Craig? Yeah, it was Daniel Craig, yes. Okay. He's a good Bond. Yeah, I liked him just fine. Is it Idris Elba going to be the next Bond? Was that confirmed? That I don't know if it's been confirmed, but that's been the rumor for years and years and years. I'd be okay with that. I really thought they were going to do one more with Daniel Craig, like they had finally gotten him to sign on for... Nah, he was too busy doing Knives Out. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Chris, do you know, is, is Daniel Craig coming back for one more? Uh, he says he's not, so oh, okay. he always says he's not after, but I think this time he's uh, actually not. I really <laughs> thought they got him back in for one more that was coming out. I, there, there's got to be one coming fairly soon. April. There's one coming in okay, April. Okay, so, but that one's Daniel Craig. That was Daniel Craig okay. with a Love Boat font for the name. If you look at how oh, they've done I... the title, it's the Love Boat font. <laughs> Can't wait to go find that. Good. So I'd be I'd be totally down with Idris Elba. Um yeah, but I have perverse feelings on Bond, quite honestly. Cause How so? The Bond that everyone hated, I'm like, I actually kind of liked him in a really doofy way. Do you mean the actor or the yeah. movie? Well, both. I mean, there was an actor that, boy, everybody hated. George Lazenby. Oh, I was thinking did one. Timothy Dalton. Dalton did so why did Lazenby Three. only do one? Did everybody hate him? Uh, they got Sean Connery to come back. They now see that shoveled money sense. at yeah. uh, yes, but yeah, everyone hated Dalton. I mean, woohoo, man, oh man! All right, Chris is still uh, yeah. he's still pounding away. So, do these prices account for the Ed sixty four game? They do not. Darn. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, the the. Nintendo 64 game not based on a single Bond film. I don't think so. I think it was just a game. Yeah. All right. So we're going to check in. Uh, I think I've done all the damage I can do here. All right, Chris. And we're going to give you uh, an opportunity for 100 bonus points if you can tell us the one film that if you adjust for inflation and look only at U.S. box office had the lowest gross. Ooh. It is the Bond film that flopped the worst. There have been a couple flops in the fan- franchise, but this one was the turkey. Yeah. Also, uh, your your answers do not have to be in order, Chris. Oh, good. Just as long as it's on the on paper, the, you on get the, list. the points. Okay. All right. So 
Adjusting for inflation and looking only at U.S. box office, what are the 10 highest grossing James Bond movies, Chris? Uh, I have Skyfall. That's number three. Casino Royale. Uh, number nine. Octopussy. Uh, uh, I wish, but no. <laughs> uh, the Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, I don't see that one on here. Goldfinger. That's number two. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> what? <laughs> on Her Majesty's Secret. That was the George Lazenby one that everybody oh. hated, yes. But I was just stabbing in the dark. Had Diana Rigg, come on. Um, I wrote an abbreviation here that I forget what it was, so I will come back to it. Uh, Moonraker. Uh, number, number six. six. Dr. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, Live and Let Die. Uh, nope. And I... Oh, The Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, no. no. <laughs> this is kind of a surprising list. What was... Uh, no, it was The Spy Who Loved Me. Was that your abbreviation? That was the abbreviation, okay. yes. Uh, do you want to take a stab at the at the lowest grossing Bond film? Uh, License to Kill. License to Kill is correct. So you got 100 points for that as well. <laughs> Here are your Bond movies in order... Number one, with an adjusted gross of $462 million, Thunderball. Really? Really. That surprised me. Number two is Goldfinger, $391 million adjusted. Number three is Skyfall, $313 Which, million. Which, uh, that is the only Bond movie I've ever seen. Oh, okay. I've only seen Skyfall. Skyfall was good. You Only Live Twice, $306 million. Diamonds Are Forever. With that great Shirley Bassey thing. And the one that brought back Sean Connery after On Her Majesty's Secret yeah. Service. $256 million. Moonraker with $229 million. Die Another Day with $212 million. Spectre with $198 million. Casino Royale with $196 million. And From Russia with Love. Oh, I forgot about From Russia. $192 million. So the Daniel Craig Bonds have done quite well. Yes. All right, so after all of those points, Julia, what is Chris's final score for the day? Final score is 1650. Ooh, didn't get that on my SATs. <laughs> As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer, so if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. If you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're just dying to share, we'd love to hear from you. We're always particularly happy to have top 10 questions. You can also ask a non-trivia question, and we'll feed it to one of our guests. We offer one question each week. And uh, this week, one of our regular listeners has asked, what industry do you wish millennials were actually killing? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, some days, can I have more than one answer? I have a multi-part answer or do I need it. to pick one? Uh, social media wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for them <laughs> to put it out of their, out of their, uh, out of its hour misery. Um, I could, uh, I could. Uh, do without oh so many things what can i narrow that down to uh i i could i could do without uh, uh let's call it a a restaurant that specializes in bread and bread based <laughs> <laughs> i will not slam an actual restaurant over the airways you mean panera <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with schmanera yes um and uh, the 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 one place uh, I'm, it's already actually going out of business is kind of a drag. Not so much because of the store, which of course is Southern Season, which is great, 
But if you've ever drifted in there, um, and perhaps you're not from Chapel Hill or parts of Chapel Hill, um, it can give you it can give you a very bad view of people in from that area prior to say major holidays. I uh, I love exploring around there when I'm bored, but I will admit I've never purchased something from there. I am that person. Uh, we've purchased a couple of things, but it's it's always been you know what I was there. there our our moms have done it. The sort of the grandma purchases with tins of cookies and oh, things yeah. like that. Yes. Oh yeah. It's definitely like a grandma store. I never once purchased something for myself in that store, but I did make numerous purchases. Oh, there. yeah. I've, Whenever I was like, I need a gift for someone I don't know very well. <laughs> it's perfect for casual acquaintances. Yep, yep. yep. Also go with Bed Bath & Beyond because then they'll get coupons for the rest of their natural life. <laughs> so many things the millennials should be killing, and they're just killing all the wrong things. I love millennials. No, I love millennials. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Speaking of which, Julia, which industry do you wish millennials were actually killing? Uh, first off, probably plastic. I don't I don't think that's like an industry, but just, I don't know, using less plastic because it really bothers me how much trash we make. Uh, also, like, diet fads and cultures. I wish millennials would stop foisting on that because, like, on Pinterest and on social media, I save so many recipes for desserts and stuff that I think the whole internet just thinks I'm very plus size because all of my ads are for plus size clothing and then diets and exercise. And it's rather insulting if I'm going to be real. Wait until you get your first Depends ad on your feed <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. What is Depends? <laughs> Depends are the undergarments that oh, elderly people wear. I see. Yes, that and you'll start getting, um, my favorite is the buy one, get one free funeral plots. You start getting the funeral plot oh, ads God. and those are in the mail. They know their, mar- they know their uh, market. They send them in the mail. Uh, I keep getting ads for like uh, plus size clothing and then also uh, Noom, which is apparently weight loss for millennials. I've seen that. I've seen the ads for the app. Yes. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of ads for that, especially with New Year's. I keep getting ads for dating apps, which <laughs> makes me really worried that Heidi has got a master plan. <laughs> I, I I got a. We were we were in New York and I had been on social media. And I don't know if it was where we were, but I I actually I did get an ad for um for to meet young handsome gay men in your area, and I was. Just like I am, so not the droid you are looking for. In you know, more power to you, awesome. Uh, I am, I am not who this ad should be. You'd be just be disappointed. See, I think uh, I would be like, no, that's fine. If I got the ad, all of the gay men that I met would be like, oh God, send him back to the straight yeah. people. Ross, which industry would you like millennials to kill? Reality television. Oh, oh good one. Kill all Kardashians. Kill all Honey Boo Boo. Kill all Tiny House. Hunters who want a tiny house, but their budget is like $700,000. I want all of them gone off of the airwaves. I have a kindergarten teacher, and my husband names Crayola colors. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you can replace it with just, like, criminal minds, which is not great television, but I would be so much happier. Like, just put put SVU on all of those channels, which it may already be on all of those channels. Uh, if, there was a, if there was a channel that was only Law & Order, I wouldn't leave the house even less, and I still leave the house I think now. There is. Isn't that what TNT is? I, I'm talking commercial-free, straight oh my into God. my veins. <laughs> No breaks. Just eject that. Just, shit. just 
give me give just, me Jerry Orbach and Sam Waterston twenty four seven. A spoonful <laughs> of Jerry Orbach and Sam Waterston. The hit of D'Onofrio to China. <laughs> hit of D'Onofrio. Ease you into the in the next day, yes. Well, Chris, we are running short on oxygen. We probably should get you back onto your pod before you suffocate in ours. But before, or before you I go, suffocate on congestion. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> before you go, tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up. Uh, I am guts. I am got. I was also an English minor, by the way, so I talk the words really good. Uh, I school. Yeah, I go that word. I have uh, I have shows at Comedy Works uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, check the interwebs uh, if you want to see me. I also highly recommend going even if I'm not there because... Wait, it's that good that even when you're not there, it's going to be funny? Some would say it's better. (laughs) Some nights I would say it's better, but only to myself crying in the car on the way home. (laughs) No, it's uh, put on a great show and, you know, family friendly and all that good stuff. Plus... The other shows that we have that uh, are infirmature, but uh, they're equally entertaining. Don't miss them. The, and it's uh, it's a bargain at half the price for you. Right on. And where can our users find out a little more information about Comedy Works and about you? Uh, Comedy Works is at ComedyWorksWithAnX.com. Uh, I am on the Twitter, uh, which is at TChristian1776. Uh, for pictures of my cat and <laughs> stupid jokes that I thought of, and uh, occasionally my face, which I will apologize for in advance. Um, and uh, I can almost promise a 99% political free feed. Well, a rarity. In a rarity in this age. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook. That's fine. The name is spelled. It's my name. You hopefully have read it. A-Y-E-R-S, but that's even more boring. And uh, Instagram, I'm on Instagram, and I think I'm also T. Chris. It's either T. Chris 17. You know what? Just look for my face. <laughs> we'll have to write it down because I have got the two. <laughs> write down hand- your face? I've got the two handles confused. Uh, it's T. Chris 1776 on Twitter and at T. Christian 1776 on Instagram. Uh, I promise on Instagram it is 99% my cat's pictures. Yes. Uh, I actually just typed your face into Google and you were the first thing that came up. So oh, you can awesome. just look for your face. Just for my face. <laughs> for that, I apologize. <laughs> Julia, tell us a little bit about the cold medicines that you'll be taking in the coming week. I will be consuming a lot, a lot, a lot of cold medicine. I'm so sorry for y'all having to deal with me like this. Uh, but thank you for being patient. And uh, yeah, if you want... To contact me at Tall Sunflower Tarot at 919-335-6084. I am ready and waiting to uh, answer any texts or phone calls you may have regarding tarot questions. Uh, My rates are, I'm real, my rates are really cheap for a tarot reader. So uh, go ahead and contact me. And you can catch me and Julia at Linda's Bar and Grill on Tuesday nights. Sometimes you get us both. Sometimes you get one or the other, sometimes with a special guest. We're there every Tuesday, 8 p.m. for some live trivia. The prize is a $25 Linda's gift card. That's Linda's Bar and Grill on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So come on out. Chris, we've had a blast having you here. It has been a privilege and a pleasure. And I am thrilled to know that I have a new keyboard that has your face on it. You have to click over to the emojis. Of course. Then there's your face. Um... 
So we are going to go ahead and get you back through the airlock and onto your pod. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Woo, bye-bye. Bye. Well, Julia, I have checked. Our stasis beds are not short-sheeted, so you will be able to stretch out this week and get a little bit of rest. <laughs> and let's hope my, our eyebrows grow back. I will see you in seven days. Hopefully you will not have this cold anymore. Hopefully... Are you sure this does make for great ASMR? <laughs> you like that, people? <laughs> She's going to blow her nose into the mic next. It's going to be hot stuff, ASMR peeps. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.